0: As always and today we are talking about long-term thinking the essence of product thinking in my opinion so taking the long view this past week february 18th nasa landed the perseverance rover on mars which was incredible to watch hopefully you got the chance if not take a look at it uh some of the videos the longer ones the shorter ones it was awesome Uh, I always geek out over rocket launches, probes, rovers, whatever it is. I am a science fiction fan, a science fan in general. I love it. In this case, we literally shot a rocket to another planet, then on time, sent a car down to the planet, literally using a sky crane to lower it onto the surface. It was like a drone uh, from Earth. If that's not incredible, and it's hard to say what is, uh, Perseverance, the rover, will explore Mars, uh, much like Curiosity has been doing, looking for signs of ancient life and paving the way for eventual human exploration of Mars. Uh, The more that we understand Mars, the planet, uh, the journey, uh, what it will take to send people there, the sooner we can start and the more successful we will likely to be, uh, which is incredibly exciting. Space exploration has long been about long-term thinking. It takes a long time in terms of our software-driven world and our short-term thinking to plan and execute these types of missions, whether that's sending robots or rockets or probes to other worlds and the payoff is uncertain. In my newsletter this week, I included a picture of one of our favorite books about space, which is, uh, called space. It is, uh, from I'm looking at it right now, the Smithsonian. It's a great book. Uh, pick it up if you haven't. Um, and if you like looking at these types of books, uh, especially if you have kids, take a look at that picture. Um, and I'm, I'm going to just read a little excerpt from it here. Mars has been called the spacecraft graveyard because so many of the probes sent there have met an early end. Some missed their small target and sailed by into space. Others smashed into it because they failed to break before landing. Some made it all the way, but then simply didn't work. After a string of failures, however, Vikings 1 and 2 finally succeeded in landing on Mars in 1976. And relayed the first tantalizing images of the surface. It was another 20 years before the next successful mission, when NASA succeeded in putting a rover on Mars. Bigger and better rovers soon followed. Uh, that's incredible to me, because you know we we often forget just how difficult uh, this can be. There were over 40 missions to Mars. Only 12. And now 13 with perseverance were successful in landing rovers. Uh, and I don't even know if it was that high. with some of the success that we've had recently, we forget just how many attempts it takes in order to to get uh, some of these successes. You know we've gotten very good at landing large cars on other planets. It's taken a lot to get there. And even after it takes a lot to get there, you know, We often forget that it takes a long time to see some of these results. And often, it's not the people who start that get to see the fruits of those labors. Uh, it may take an entire generation of, of people working and toiling in order to set the stage for the next generation to actually see rovers on Mars and then you know, you know, we're setting the stage now for human missions to Mars. Don't know when that will be. Hopefully soon. That would be awesome. But we don't know exactly when that will be. And a colony on Mars, don't know when that will be either. You know, SpaceX has the vision uh, of a human colony on Mars. Elon Musk wants to spread humanity beyond Earth. That's exciting. That's bold. Uh, It will take an incredible amount of technology and ingenuity and perseverance to make something like that happen. But we're laying the groundwork for so much of that right now. And it will be a long-term thing. It's not something that, you know, the next quarter or even the next year we'll be able to do something like that. But being able to put the pieces in place to make something like that happen, that's exciting and is something that we We have to have that long-term view and long-term vision in order to bring something like that to fruition. Who will ultimately be the beneficiary of that? It's hard to say. You know, at this point, it's so experimental that it's hard to imagine that it can be anything but dangerous right now. Uh, But as we get better at it, like we've gotten better at landing cars on other planets, there are incredible possibilities. You know, could, you know, Could we reach further out into the solar system? You know, once we're able to build an actual colony on another planet, could we tap unknown resources? Could we lower the risk of human extinction? I think that's one of the express goals. You know, so there are some real long term benefits, uh, even though there are a lot of risks right now in doing these types of projects. So, with that in mind, what does all of that have to do with product thinking, with our work, uh, with those of us not necessarily planning on going to Mars, at least in the near term? You know, we get so caught up in the short term that we frequently lose sight of the long term. It can happen to companies, it can happen to product teams, it can happen to individuals. Companies become obsessed with the fiscal year or the next quarter, or the next big project or next, uh, next feature. You know, we really care about driving performance for what's in front of us with, you know, little thoughts sometimes about what is down the road or how is this going to impact our team or our company a few years down the road, five years down the road, a decade on, um, some companies anyway, some of us, it's it's so easy to kind of fall into that trap, you know. Why focus on five years down the road when you know we're thinking about the next quarterly earnings or you know our annual performance update? Um, you know, why worry about next year when investors care about returns right now? You know, those are things that are immediate and pressing. Um, even attempts to fix some of these problems, um, you know, to fix the principal agent issue, which is, you know, how do you make uh, people really have an ownership stake in what they're doing and feel long-term ownership can go awry because the incentives are also often too short-term. You know, if, if a bonus is based on performance for this year, you know, why should somebody look past performance for this year into you know, three years, into five years, into 10 years, and make decisions based on you know, what a company looks like in five years down the road or 10 years down the road or what a product will look like you know five years down the road. But those are important issues and big issues because they incentivize too many people, too many companies to focus on short-term problems, short-term fixes rather than what are the long-term answers to so many of the things that we face today. Of course, there's nothing wrong with being profitable this quarter. But it's a massive problem if it comes at the expense of what we're doing next year or over the next 3 years, or over the next decade. And that's what so many teams and so many companies do reaping you know right now the the profits of today or this quarter and sowing very little for the future because that's what matters right now uh, it can happen not just to companies but to product teams too you know we get caught up in delivering features creating code that we aren't stopping to think about the product or the experience and what it should look like into the future, uh, or right now, really? You know, we we forget about all of the discovery work that goes into informing our decision making. Uh, you know, what are the trends shaping the world? What does the industry look like next year, or, or in five years, or in ten years? And what can we do to prepare for that? Or better yet, what can we do to shape those trends? You know, how can we be the product shaping? the industry going forward. And of course it's not just companies, it's not just products, it's individuals as well. You know, we fall victim to this short-term thinking, trading the long term the long term for the short term. You know, it's often much easier to binge Netflix than invest the time in a new skill, especially when that skill may not pay off for years. You know, a Netflix payoff can be very immediate. Uh, A new skill uh, may not pay off for a year, for two years, for three years. You know, same thing can be much easier to skip exercising, uh, skip the gym, uh, you know, once you're able to go to the gym when you don't see the benefits for weeks or months at a time. So what to do? The essence of product thinking is focusing on the holistic picture. The reason why, the long term, it's difficult to justify sacrificing something good now, unless we can keep that in mind. You know, why give up quarterly profits? Why take a chance on a risk in the short term? Why live uncomfortably on Mars or even here on Earth if there isn't something better long term? Uh, you know, our kids recently saw. A video of the marshmallow challenge. Uh, for those who are unfamiliar, it's from an old psychology experiment where researchers gave children an opportunity to eat a marshmallow now or wait until the researcher returned and then the child could have two marshmallows and eat them both. Uh, so the child had to wait for an unspecified amount of time for the researcher to come back and then they would get that reward of two marshmallows. And the videos are uh, the videos of the old psychology experiment. Experiment are very funny in watching you know the children, uh, you know, try to avoid the temptation of the marshmallow and you know not look at it, do other things to kind of distract themselves. And the the new videos are you know very funny in their own way in how children try and distract themselves which is you know what our children saw and so they wanted to do something like that they thought it was hilarious watching kids distract themselves and and do things and so they wanted to to do something like that so we you know we gave them the the chance to do that you know we put down a treat in front of them told them that they could eat the the small treat now or if they waited until we got back, they could have, uh, I, I think we, we gave them half of what it was and they could have the whole thing when we got back. Of course, our kids have an incredible amount of self-control and they're very, very smart. And so it was very, very easy for them. They, uh, you know, they played the game. They knew exactly what they were doing and they got twice the treats, uh, when we got back. Um, it makes me wish that we could replace some leaders, with kids, just like that, willing to give up the immediate payoffs for the longer term payoff, uh, exchanging you know the short term smaller rewards for the much much longer term, much much bigger things. But to do that, you have to have a vision for what you're doing. You know, you have to understand that you're creating a colony on Mars. You're building an everything store. You're making the best product because if you don't, if you don't have a vision for that, then it's much, much easier to gobble up a marshmallow in front of you right now. And that's what happens way too often. It's, it, it's much easier to focus on the quarterly profit now than to build something that will last for a long time and focus on, you know, what does this look like 10 years from now? then you know what are we doing right now and so creating that vision creating what you want things to become in the future you know what are we creating long term knowing that is what is going to drive the success of what we're doing creating that product thinking mentality is what drives the success the success of this. So going back to space, why do we explore? Why do we push ourselves to go to the moon, to go to Mars, to live out in space that's trying to kill us? We do it to push the boundaries of human knowledge and experience. Because where we're pushing the boundaries, that's where magic happens. It forces innovation. It forces progress and growth. You know, there are other benefits that happen, you know, through the space program, through, you know, what we've done. There are residual things that uh come down through that, but that's not why we do it. We do it to push ourselves past where we've been before, to push our understanding and to push the exploration of ourselves and our universe. And that's what we need. We don't need more companies maximizing quarterly revenue. We don't need more teams just incrementally adding product features. We don't need that sort of stuff, despite what any MBA program might say. We don't need more uh, individuals just getting by. We need people pushing boundaries. We don't get to Mars... By setting our sights on incremental value, that may be a step along the way. We have to set our vision so much higher than that. We have to create a portfolio of big bets, which will have some failures. But to do the big things, we have to have a much, much bigger vision. Uh, We don't all have to go to Mars, but in our own ways, we can create the means to push the boundaries that will get us there in our companies, in our products, in our individual lives. And that's where the magic is going to happen in so many different ways. So as always, hope you enjoyed this product thinking. If you haven't subscribed yet, check out productthinking.cc. Uh, As always, I am Kyle Evans. You can follow me at Kyle Larry Evans on Twitter, uh, also at Kyle Larry Evans on Medium, and I will talk to you again next time. See ya.